What shall we do? Pray tell. For one, cease all communication through the tool McTweet, <laughs> who is a vulture and stool pigeon both, an albatross tied tightly round your necks. In following the latest hashtag trends? <laughs> <laughs> We are mapping the frontier between traditional and indie publishing, and today we have Ian Desher on. Hello. Hello. Hello, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming here. We don't have any new reviews, so you um, you don't get to listen to us make fools of ourselves. Yeah. Yet. That's true. But maybe later Pretty in the soon. podcast. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Not maybe. For, for sure. Real. Yeah, that's going to happen. Ian Desher has loved Shakespeare since eighth grade and was born 45 days after Star Wars Episode Four was released. He has a BA in music from Yale University, a Master of Divinity from Yale Divinity School, and a PhD in ethics from Union Theological Seminary. Ian lives in Portland, Oregon with his wife and two sons. All very true. All, All right. true. I cannot, I cannot deny any of Keeping that. Keeping it simple. <laughs> you have an MDiv. I do. So does my dad. All right. He's also a cancer. All right. Well, Whoa. see. I know. Wait a second. Are you my daughter? <laughs> Whoa. Maybe. <laughs> Were you 10 when you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, possibly. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw something about you having like a music degree. Was mm-hmm. that you? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have a music degree. So that was my undergraduate. Um, and uh, yeah. And what I do with that today, I sing still. So, oh, good. Where yeah. do you sing? Uh, I sing once a month with a group that sings. Uh, we rehearse and we're all sight readers. So we learn hard stuff. And then we sing at a uh, Catholic church for their Sunday evening service, even though only one of us is Catholic and it's not me. Uh, so, <laughs> they always yeah. hire people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's great fun. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I um, I was studying classical singing for a while and I was doing like German art music. And then I was like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> you mean those jobs aren't just in abundance right now? You know? Well, honestly, the only place where my friends were getting hired was at the Catholic mission. Uh, yes. <laughs> it was Mission uh-huh. Santa Barbara for the fancy Easter services. And then they, for the rest of the year, they were like, when's Christmas coming? I need a, I need a windfall. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But yeah. So um, that was about it. Yeah. I like to sing a karaoke. You do. And you're yeah. really fun. Oh. Yeah, I have a terrible voice, but I am very enthusiastic about karaoke. So that helps. I feel like that's the most important. Like, I don't understand people who go to karaoke and are like, I can't sing. And I'm like, that's literally the point. Or people who like compete at karaoke, who like have actually good voices and go there and are like trying to outdo each other. You know, I understand that. This isn't what this is for. Really? Yes. I think that's shitty. But that's me. That's probably I don't, I'm jealous. I, I think if you know what you're getting into and it's like, this is a competition, that's yeah, fine. But if you I like get so. up there and everybody else is trying to have fun, then yeah. it's like, yeah. 
Not okay. so much. Do you do karaoke? Uh, no, okay. strangely, which is weird because I am singing literally all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not karaoke. Yeah. Uh, what's your yeah. go-to karaoke song? My go- uh, Don't You Want Me by The Human League, right. which I do as a duet, of course. We, have we done we that before? We sang that at my yeah. birthday. Yeah. That's a good one. Nice. And it's a, like, it's a good all one because right. everybody knows it. It's like, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it was a good one. We were supposed to do Hounds of Love at my birthday, but you had to leave early because we I were did. helping you move the next That's day. That's correct. <laughs> yes. That's right. Next time, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we got to do that again soon. We, yeah. Well, let's talk about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, if we, you guys need to get out calendars and plan this. I mean, go like, for it. Like, can I, you yeah. wait <laughs> real quick while we do this? Um, also, I, I wore my, like, presidential shirt in honor of your upcoming book. Very nice. Thank yeah. you. Can you, real quick, be- before other people turn off this podcast, can you plug your book real quick? Sure. Uh it is called McTrump with a very long subtitle that I don't remember, but it is basically the... Uh, it's you basi- didn't write the subtitle? I, oh, I may have written it, but I don't remember it. That's, yeah, they're okay, two different okay, things. Okay. Um, uh, it's basically the first two years of the Trump administration rewritten as a Shakespearean tragic comedy. Um, so uh, with very highly fictionalized, um, there's a lot of, I mean... A lot of elements you would recognize as truth and history, mm-hmm. um, and a lot that would be very not much. You mean at all our true. president doesn't speak <laughs> in iambic pentameter? Yeah, well, that is true. He doesn't. <laughs> I've been working way too hard to try to like figure that out. Then. Yeah, you're like that's such. A, I'm sure it's there, but I just can't get the rhythm. <laughs> I thought this was a play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's real life. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> Are you excited about the prospects of your uh, of your sales based on what's happened in the last week? I have really? to say that yeah. the uh, the fact that the book is coming out when it's coming out seems like perfect timing Mm -hmm. Um, yeah 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 Yeah. i'd have high hopes too yeah i do have high hopes Mm -hmm. because i'm rooting for you (laughs) well thank you (laughs) uh do you remember where you were when you heard that uh william shakespeare's star wars was on the new york Times bestseller list and exactly how loudly did you scream (laughs) (laughs) so the way it happened it was actually a little bit weird Mm -hmm. i heard from my publisher that it was like there was maybe a chance, maybe a possibility, but okay. there wasn't like a confirmation. Mm-hmm. Then a day or two later, and I was in Virginia at the time visiting okay. some friends, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this was part of a, an East Coast family trip. Um, and I got a call from a 212 number um, at this friend's house in Virginia. And yep. any, I mean, it's just standard policy for me when yeah. 212 calls, you pick it up. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so that's New York. Uh, yeah. for New York for anybody who doesn't have the area codes memorized. Yes. Right, uh, right. And so I picked it up and it was a reporter for the New York Times oh. um, who writes a little column that goes with the bestseller list oh. saying, uh, that sort of talks about some of the new books that are appearing on the list for the first time or something mm-hmm. like that. And even he, and I'm sure this is just part of his job, even he could not be like, your book is definitely going to be on the list. But he was he was basically like, there's a chance that your book is going to be on the list. And so I'd love to talk with you about it. And so we talked for a few minutes. And um, and it was a day or two later that my editor called me. And I was, I remember very specifically, I was at a playground with my family. Uh-huh. Uh, and my boys were playing on the playground. And uh, I got the call from my editor. And yep. he told me I was going to be on the list. And yeah, it was surreal uh is the word um yeah. because it's just not something i ever thought was going to happen sure yeah. yeah 
Yeah. So I'm guessing you didn't scream at the playground. Maybe not. I probably didn't scream. No, I was screaming (laughs) on the inside. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Internal scream. Mm -hmm. Yes. Kind of of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused with constipation, which sounds slightly different. (laughs) But only slightly. Happier. Yeah. Yeah. And how it sounds right now. That's right. (laughs) All right. When did you know you wanted to pursue professional writing? Well, I would say that I first started thinking about writing a book uh, sometime in graduate school. Um, And I I originally, you know, I went to, I did a master's program, then did a PhD program. And Mm -hmm. I thought for many years that I would write academic books. Oh, okay. Um, And and during my PhD program, I actually one summer wrote the manuscript of, of a book that was very sort of steeped in what was going on in the world at the time with... George W. Bush as president and and that sort of thing, um, and and that didn't really go anywhere. But but I I just sort of assumed that was going to be my path, and yeah. you know. But but I had been wanting to. I, I didn't really start reading like mad until mm-hmm. after college. Okay. Um, yep. But at, at which point I became a really obsessive uh, and avid reader, mm-hmm. uh, and still am. And so um, and that I think was what sort of turned me on to this idea. Like, hey, I would also love to start writing, you know? And, um, so it, it was, it was some time around, around then. Um, okay. yeah. Okay. Sometime yeah. in those years. I it see. feels okay. a little decadent to be able to like read books you like after you've been in academia for a while, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get to choose this. Well, oh, this is great. I am enjoying myself. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Is this okay? Yeah. I don't have to stop every five minutes and like hang my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nobody's going to grade me on whether or not I read this novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Okay. So <laughs> why Shakespeare? Why why was that what you decided to commit to, honestly? <laughs> like that's pretty much like what, what you do. Yeah. So um could you actually like explain a little bit of the link between all of the books that you've done for we have a lot of like editor listeners and maybe people who aren't as hooked into the Star Wars or um, nerddom culture. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, so first of all, why Shakespeare? Um, when I was, um, it really started when I was in eighth grade. I, my brother was a senior in high school at the time and he was reading Hamlet in his English class and I wanted to be like my big brother. Um, and so I bought a copy of Hamlet at a used bookstore on the way to Lincoln city. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, probably underlined the whole to be or not to be speech. And that was about all I did really that year. But then the next year, uh, we read Othello in my freshman English class. And I was a theater kid uh, and, you know, loved that we were reading a play in English class. And I was the one who, when we had to uh, recite or memorize a, a speech, you know, I would, instead of just sort of reciting it, I would perform it, you know, in Mm. front of the class. I mean, Uh, why do it otherwise? Yeah, really. really, Right. Uh, and so, um, so I loved Shakespeare's characters and his storylines and I loved the language just before we jumped into Othello, our teacher taught us about, uh, poetic meter and, and different types of poetic feet. Um, and, as a kid who had grown up on Dr. Seuss, you know, I just loved, uh, I just loved it. And it made such perfect sense to me. Like, like just like in my soul made good sense, uh, about, you know, about meter and everything. So, um, so I just loved all of that about Shakespeare and just really took to it. And 
culturally, it was a great time to be uh, a kid getting into Shakespeare because uh, the summer after my sophomore year of high school was when Kenneth Branagh's Much Ado About Nothing came out. Oh, my yes. gosh. Right. I remember so, that. Yeah, yeah. And Which I literally saw in the theater with my mom like 10 times. And also, uh, Portland at the time had a in all shake an all Shakespeare theater company. Uh, and so I went to see a lot of their shows. Um, so yeah, so I was just sort of getting into as much Shakespeare as I possibly could. That mm-hmm. same summer after my sophomore year, I spent also the summer memorizing a bunch of soliloquies just for fun. Oh, um, were you in a Shakespeare play in high school? Nope, never. Wow. Uh, yeah, sadly. I'm sorry. Uh, I know. Oh, well. Uh, oh, have funny. you ever been to the, um, what is it? The Shakespeare festival in Ashland? Yes, and uh, I had not been yeah. until 2010 was the first year I oh, okay. ever went. Um, that seems hardcore. Yeah. I've never been either, but I know that's what they're known for. Oh, Wasn't that so part great. of what led it's to so your... Yeah, so, so I was back there two years later, um, mm-hmm. and and I had just recently rewatched the Star Wars trilogy for the first time in probably a decade, um, and... Then I had read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Ah, um, yes. And, uh-huh. and then just after that, went to the Oregon Shakespeare Festival with oh. my family. Mm-hmm. And we we saw a few different things. But among other things, we saw The Very Merry Wives of Windsor, Iowa, which was a <laughs> you know modern production of Merry Wives of Windsor yeah. that was just hilarious. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I think I was on a run at in Ashland. And I was like, it would be great to take Star Wars and rewrite it as though it were a play by Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So anyway, to answer your earlier question, so my books have been, then uh, I, I wrote William Shakespeare's Star Wars, which is an adaption, uh, adaptation of uh, Verily a New Hope. Uh, no, no. That's the name That's of the it. That's the name it's of Verily it. Verily a New Hope. It is the, an adaptation of A New Hope, uh, rewritten as though it's a Shakespeare play. And then I've done, since then, uh, the original trilogy of Star Wars movies, then the prequel trilogy, and now I am midway through the sequel trilogy. Um, so... Uh, I've done The Force Awakens and Last mm-hmm. Jedi, and mm-hmm. we'll be doing um, The Rise of Skywalker soon. So, yeah. So, you said that you had rewatched the trilogy before you went to the uh, festival. So, had you watched the prequels at all? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I had seen the prequels. Yeah. But I had not seen the. Um, I had. I hadn't seen the original movies in a long time. You didn't go yeah. for the uh, remastered versions. That was probably the last time I saw them. Oh, okay. Was, I probably saw the remastered versions because I had seen those. Um, but then, yeah. But yeah, then I had that was much, in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was yeah. yeah. That was very exciting for me. My first, my first crush was uh, Harrison Ford. Ah, I mean, wasn't yeah. he all of our first crushes? Yeah, right? really. What about <laughs> you? Was it your my first, first crush? crush? Christian Slater? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. From sure. Heather's? <laughs> yes, from Heather. Really? Yeah, probably. Oh from Star God. Trek Six. Very advanced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the one of the most like evil characters <laughs> in like high school cinema. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That's funny. Hey, so what's your mm-hmm. favorite Star Wars movie, Corinne? Oh, that's interesting. You bring the I have um, <laughs> never seen a Star Wars movie. All right, so that's fine. yeah, so um, I don't. I yeah, I don't even know a question to ask after that. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just outing you because I want people to know yeah. that even cool people like Corinne that's haven't true. seen Star Wars yeah. before. Oh, thank you for calling me cool. I think you're cool. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I, I mean, it's like one of those obviously like cultural zeitgeist movies that I feel like I've been meaning to watch for a long time. I'm yeah. just not like a science fiction person, so I don't sure. gravitate towards it, but I know I should watch it. So. I mean, there's no should about this. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. Do you feel kind of like you missed the boat? And so it's like, why even bother? Yeah, maybe. That's like, how I feel about the new movie. Oh, <laughs> like, oh those, there's like 
four of them now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's too late. Yeah, if it were still like a cultural like phenomenon, like now I, mean, I would probably see it. Yeah, is it? Okay. I'll watch it with you. Okay. JT hasn't seen Return of the Jedi. Okay, he hasn't let's seen watch Star that. Wars until we got together, oh. and like wow. one of our yeah. friends yelled at him a lot. And <laughs> I was like, so you left him hanging with Empire Strikes Back. So basically, <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know why. <laughs> he was like, I assume everything works out in the end, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I mean, kind of. You happen to be right, but don't you want to see? <laughs> no, I'll make That's him. Wa- I'll make both of you watch it. We'll okay. have a party. We'll have another yeah. party. The last party we had was. Did I talk about this on the podcast? I don't think so. You should uh, now, though. We had a back to back Wicker Man party mm. where we watched the original 1974 Wicker Man with uh, with Christopher Lee, mm-hmm. and then we watched the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man right after. Wow. Yeah, it was. One of the best parties I've ever had. It was very fun. Her husband awesome. made a um, a man shaped bread, like uh-huh. that was like uh-huh. the way you know the man in the yeah, yeah. the cage or whatever. Yeah, so and then, then that was cool. My friend Bianca made like a beehive cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah, theme party the best. I had a great time. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so horror movie nerds. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has a yeah. different nerd. Sure. Yeah. 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 But uh, I've been getting way more into horror the last two or three years. Really? Yeah. Tell yeah. me more about yes, that. Tell us more. Uh, I mean, I've well, I, there are all kinds of sort of horror classics. Not like Wicker Man, but things. I mean, just things like Friday the Thirteenth. Sure. Uh, you know, yep. Nightmare on Elm Street that I had never seen before. Right. So. Uh, there's a another podcaster I love mm-hmm. uh, named Matt Gorley who does oh, um, yeah. a few different things. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. one of the things he did last year was uh, a podcast about the Friday the 13th series. Oh, I didn't and know And so that. I watched the movies along with that. You watched and, all of them? And I knew that they were going to converge at... Freddy versus Jason. Mm-hmm. So I also watched all of the Nightmare on Elm Streets while oh. I, so I caught up with them at the same time. Yeah. You curated uh, that really well. Yeah, you I really did. did. Yeah. That was perfect. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, and then since then, I, I mean, I've just been catching up on all a lot of the classics, right? So yeah. just, just a, two or three weeks ago, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <gasps> nice. And, oh, Isn't it great? Man. Yeah. I was expecting basically a Friday the 13th. Oh, I was expecting no. like schlock. Oh, I was so wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, I was so wrong. And the yeah. last 15, 20 minutes yeah. is Brutal. just bonkers. Mm-hmm. Oh my yep. goodness. Yeah. 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 I was totally unprepared for it. <laughs> You're like, oh, honestly. this is actually like viscerally engaging. Yeah. yeah I was like, that. oh my goodness. What, like, what am I watching? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 You're like, I'm not yeah. sitting here laughing at this. This right, is actually right. upsetting. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And I finished watching and I was like, whoa, that was, I mean, that was really something. Really <laughs> I need a to go like hold my child. Yeah, <laughs> really. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I've just heard so many like people when referring to something scary that happened in another movie use that as like a corollary. So, uh, like, uh-huh. yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty yep. great. It is. Did you see Midsummer? No, not yet. Oh, no, I know. It's good. I want you to. should watch It's I streaming now. Okay. On a, a service I will not mention because I hate them. A service who must not be named. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you'll yeah. have to buy Volda it. Stream. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Voldazon. Voldazon. Vidamort. Jeff Bolt. Exactly. All right. Um, so tell us how your latest book, well, it's forthcoming, but 
almost here. It's it'll be out October um, no Tuesday, right? Like Tuesday, Tuesday, October first. Yeah. So this is yeah. coming out the day after. Oh. So it is out right now. It is out right now. Sorry. Go get it. Okay. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> um. What? Well, tell us how the book came into being, and then what was working with the co-author like. So, uh, well, actually, those two those two questions sort of converge nicely because I I had the idea to write a Shakespearean drama about Donald Trump during the 2016 election because basically I was thinking like is there any small way in which I could try to contribute you know and and like just try to help him so you're thinking of this as activism a little bit yeah exactly <laughs> awesome. right awesome yeah. all right um, okay but I, but I didn't do anything so clearly that's probably why Hillary <laughs> lost uh, it's probably, well, probably to blame for the, for the next, the next yeah. years yeah. yeah um so we're all to blame yeah yeah oh. we're all we're all complicit um so so anyway so I set that aside last summer I read a book called Licensed to Quill um which is a Basically, it's a James Bond Shakespeare mashup. It's a, it's a novel, um, but it's basically it's uh, Shakespeare and Christopher Marlowe are the two main characters, and they are both spies. And so there are, and there are a lot of James Bond references and things like that. And this is written by a guy who ri- writes under the pen name, uh, and I'm going to butcher it, but Jacopo Della Kerzia. Ah, uh, yes. I saw that. And I'm, is it someone who works at Quirk? No, it's not. Oh, okay, because no, I was no. I thought that was like a bastardization of. Quirk of course, somewhere. Oh, yeah. That's funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so anyway, so I wrote to him after because this is the kind of thing I do. I wrote to him after I finished it and would just said, "Hey, I just want to let you know I'm the guy who wrote this other Shakespeare stuff, and and want to let you know I enjoyed your book." And he wrote back, uh, and he knew my books, and and we sort of, you know, an email conversation sprung up, and and pretty soon he was asking about, "Hey, could we maybe collaborate on something?" And so he threw a few different ideas my way, and one of them was, could we do some sort of play about Trump? Um, and I wrote back, and I was like, well, that's funny you say that, because that's an idea that has crossed my mind as well. And so I, we spent a, some time um, basically plotting out the five acts of what we originally were going to... Um, Originally, we were going to have two endings. So there was going to be sort of the Democrat ending and the Republican ending. Ah, um, okay. Uh, and so we, we plotted it all out, and I told him I would send it off to Quirk, my, my mm-hmm. editor at Quirk, um, and see what they thought about it. Yeah. And um, to make a, a longer story short, I, I did that, and they came back and said, yeah, we want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wrote the book in about five or six weeks um, oh my God. of just Jesus. crushing, punishing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Breakneck, whatever. Um, uh, but, and, and it has, I mean, the, the actual writing of it went probably about as smoothly as it, as it could. And it really is a good representation of both of us because he, uh, his, his real name is uh, Giacomo and he is, um, he worked on the Obama campaign. Oh, uh, and okay. so he has a lot more political knowledge than, I mean, I have, you know, I listen to NPR politics, right? So like, that's my, that's my level of political knowledge. Right. Um, and so uh, uh, he had a lot more and I have way more experience writing in verse than he does um, and stuff like that. And so basically we would trade off writing scenes um, and, you know, I'd write a scene and, 
send it to him and he'd write a scene and send it to me. His scenes, generally, he was writing out in dialogue and then I was taking and putting it into iambic pentameter and trying to put more Shakespearean touches on it and that kind of thing. And with my scenes, he would be like, oh, add in this political thing here. And then, so basically all of, uh, both of us have been over the whole thing, you know, in one way or another, multiple times. Uh, So uh, yeah, so that was in February and March of this year. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. And That's be- quick. because yeah. basically Kirk was like, if we're going to do this, we got to do it fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Be- for it to be timely. And then they had, they were the ones who came back and said, let's just set the timeline that it is about the first two years of his administration. And let's call it part one, wh- whether or not there actually ends up being a part two or not. Right. Uh, let's call it part one. And, um, and that way it's clear, like what this covers and what it doesn't cover. Yeah. I mean, regardless, the mm-hmm. second half will be interesting. Spectacular. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> How excited are they right now? <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, this is all good timing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I would say couldn't have engineered it better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so is there like a Shakespeare? Because when I saw McTrump and obviously from the email that you probably got yesterday, it was like, I thought, oh, it's just like, the Scottish play and um, you know reading through what you've done it's more based on like the movies but there's no movie here so it's based on the first two years so is there any like plot elements that have to do with the Shakespeare play or did you just say McTrump because he's uh, Scottish it was really just I think just the idea it's sort of an instantly uh, one of the things that my the quirk always said about William Shakespeare's Star Wars is you hear that title and you know instantly what it is, basically, right? And McTrump is a very similar kind of title, I think, right? You immediately get, oh, it's Macbeth, but it's Trump. Uh, and so, yes, it is not based on Macbeth. And I realized that, I mean, uh, m- m- one of my other books is Much Ado About Mean Girls. And I realized I- I only after that book came out did I realize that people were sort of expecting, like, so did you take elements of much ado and put that in yeah. you know and, exactly. and the answer yeah. is no right yeah. the answer is it is just a it's just a fun title right yeah um, right so yeah. yeah yeah so that's sort of the case with mctrump as well now that's not to say there aren't elements of macbeth in there there's a scene wow. where uh lady mctrump uh is <laughs> desperately trying to get the spot out of her coat that says i don't care do you right oh, uh you know yes, so right yeah. right so i mean there's that kind of thing right mm-hmm. but there are no witches for instance uh, yeah. okay yeah. so i was like i was talking to jt about it and um he was like i i always thought that it would have more of a king lear vibe <laughs> And then the scene you sent us like totally made me think of King Lear. Oh, like that's hardcore. funny. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And there actually are, um, there's a line, there's some lines when, in fact, it might, no, it might it's, be not this a, scene. it's not in this scene. No, oh, okay. no, it's, um, it's a scene where, where McTrump comes in and he's there with his three older children and he asks them all to tell him how much they love him Uh, and they they borrow lines from from Lear in that moment all of them yeah 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 I think that's probably actually happened I mean he probably does that often right right? right. yeah 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 that was there there were a lot of times when my editor was reading through this and she was she was like wait did this happen in real life or did this not happen you know Uh and and yeah Yeah. I mean that's what is reality anymore nobody knows (laughs) nobody knows Um, All right. So what's been the biggest surprise for you, good or bad, about being an author and working within the publishing industry? 
I've been so fortunate. Um, I have just, first of all, the way that I got started, it is not the way that it works. Can you uh, tell us about yeah, how you sure. got started? I mean, so so I, I mentioned earlier, I had the idea for William Shakespeare's Star Wars. I looked up quirk books online because they had published Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Their editor's email address was on their website. I sent him an email on July 20th, 2012. <laughs> he wrote me back that day wow. and said, that's an interesting idea. And if you write something, let me know and I'll take a look at it. Now, if he had not written back, I don't think I would have done anything. I think it would have been one of those many ideas that just would have sort of fallen by the wayside. Um, but but here was a real life editor saying, sure, I'll take a look at it if you write something. So I spent the next three weeks writing the first act and sent that off to him in August and he called me that morning and said, I really want to do this. And so you didn't have an agent or anything. I did not have wow. an agent. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. This is yeah. like dumb luck. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and he, and he, uh, Quirk had done a book with Lucasfilm a couple years before that around uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Yeah, right. Yeah, no, fair, fair to laugh. Yeah, um, but anyway, so he had a, a that Lucas film. Exist. That's not a real movie. No, well, I'm saying it wrong. It never it's happened. A, of the oh yeah, no, 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 no. I am oh, you're right. It just never happened. Right. Well, that's funny that even the title. I'm like, is that even what it was? Yes, it was Crystal Skull something Kingdom. Yeah, if it okay. exists, then yes, yes. Right, okay. If it exists, fair. Um, anyway, so so he took it to his contact at Lucasfilm, and and Lucasfilm wrote back and I mean this was you know they they met about it and and got back to me and basically their feedback was well we like what he's done so far but we want to see if he can have more fun with it oh. um you know take it like if, basically if you're going to do this concept might as well mm -hmm. go all the way with it sure yeah and so I revised the first couple of scenes and that's when I added R2D2 speaking in English to the audience I love that and thank you um and things like stormtroopers talking about getting drinks at Moss Eisley with Darth Vader and stuff like that so um and we sent that back to them and, and they said, okay, we're happy to license this. And so at that point, I mean, you know, in my head, it's like Quirk and Lucasfilm get in a dark room together and yeah. they work out the deal, you know. Mm. They already had but, that relationship, so it right. was that easy. Yeah. yeah. Did you know yeah. that? Like, did no. you know? No. Wow. I mean, again, this is just dumb luck, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that my... That MDiv coming in handy. <laughs> I you guess. Have, like, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> it's the divine intervention. <laughs> the yeah. Divine. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the first book came out within a year of me emailing him for the first time, right? Which is really That's fast, quick. really that fast, is very yeah. fast, yeah. Um, and so I do not take for granted, and so I am now McTrump is my eleventh book in uh, in seven years' time, uh, and next year I will have four more books out, which is just ridiculous. Um, and so, are you allowed to tell us? What no, they are. I can't. Okay. Um, except, well, so one of them is Star Wars 9. But okay. I can tell you that oh, because okay. that's the yeah. obvious one that, yeah. Yeah, that is expected. Um, I can tell you that one of them is not Shakespeare. Uh, so there will be uh, a Star Wars one. There will be some other Shakespeare ones that are not Star Wars. Uh, I have done Mean Girls, and I also did Back to the Future. And then there will be a totally non-Shakespeare one. So that'll be fun. Um, anyway, so, so I just... I just have been so lucky in this whole process and I do not take it for granted. I have a, a friend, a dear friend who wrote her memoir for 11 years and like, you know, finally got it published and like literally in the, like I, she and I were friends before I ever was doing book stuff. And like, I had all these books come out before her first book ever came out. And like, and I feel some guilt around that, honestly. Like, um, so, and I also, recognize in talking with other authors how lucky I've been to be working with Quirk because they 
are great at what they do. Um, and they promote their books really, really well. I have talked with authors who, um, you know, basically the publisher's like, yeah, we'll publish your book, but you are handling all the promotion yourself. If you want to sell books, you're selling them, right? Um, and that has not at all been the case for me. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah. 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 That's also kind of rare too. Yeah. In, the, in this day and age. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot is, a, yeah, I'm a marketing person. And uh, I don't even, that was a weird pause. Anyway, like, let's just take a beat. <laughs> the side eye you gave yeah. yourself. <laughs> it's true. And appreciate it's true. the marketing. I'm a little person. embarrassed by my profession. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, it's like pretty standard nowadays for authors to be the ones who promote themselves way more heavily than the publishers do. Well, so the it's fact that, that you understand that, that or like able to recognize that it's unusual. Yeah. There are a lot of yeah. authors who are still like have to do it themselves and don't realize it right even right. though they've been mm-hmm. told yeah yeah right. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's sh- i don't know i don't think it should be that way that, that i don't article think so either that came out recently there was a article about a first time date like a debut author who got a huge advance i read that article yeah yeah every because everyone was talking about it yeah right. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and so like that's the that's not even the norm because she did better than a lot of yeah other well yeah. her first advances were gigantic crazy i mean yeah, yeah. so but it's that that trailing thing, and so yeah. I mean, obviously, you're saying you don't take it for granted because you know what the alternative is. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I would hate to have to sell my own books, uh, like promote them on my own. Yeah, I would hate to have to do that. Mm-hmm. Most yeah. authors do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I it's mean, true. It it's sucks. true. That's it why does you get suck. Yeah, exactly. Right. It does right. suck. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, but um, so Lucasfilm does a do they spend a lot of time promoting the books do they kind of like pair them with movies do they put them in there in at disneyland are i mean they disneyland? they promote them they're probably at disney i don't know for sure if they're at disneyland they probably are but they they promote them you know on their star wars website and star wars social media channels and things like that and so yeah i mean that's i, I mean the, the beauty of any star wars book is that it comes with this built-in audience and it and right. if lucasfilm is licensing it lucasfilm is going to promote it yeah. and so that's you know so so the star wars base is going to know about it know that it exists mm-hmm. yeah and they kind of dictated a little bit. Well, not dictated. That makes it sound too authoritarian. But um, you had to run by them a lot of the things that you wrote, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. They they approve all the all the drafts, all the scripts, and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is actually a fun. I mean, as a fan, there hasn't been anything. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. There have been things that they have taken out that I've been like, oh, that's. I wish they hadn't taken that Can out. Can you but, talk about that? Sure, a I will. More. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. For instance, I wrote out the scene where uh, Boba Fett goes to Cloud City and uh, basically convinces Lando that he has to betray Han Solo. Um, I wrote that scene out, and they cut the whole scene because basically what they said was it's too close to canon. Because they don't understand Shakespeare. (laughs) Because, (laughs) like, in the movie, it's a great surprise, but in Shakespeare... Right, but Shakespeare wouldn't do that. You would have known what was going on. Yeah, Totally. But so, and so again, that, but there's never been a time when they've cut something and I've been like really upset about it or anything like that. Like, because as a fan, I feel like, I feel like there's this other part of me that's, that's like, as a fan, I'm like, oh, that's kind of fascinating to see what they, you know, I, I wrote a speech for Darth Vader in, in Verily a New Hope, where he was ex- expressing some remorse about, you know, basically questioning, should we really be going and blowing up Alderaan with all these innocent people? And Lucasfilm was like, no, no, no. As of episode four, he is totally bad. He would not question it even a little bit. And I was like, wow, fascinating that you know your characters so well, right? So I took that 
soliloquy and turned it around 180 degrees. And like, it was like, and it was, fuck these people. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it was like, here we go. We're going to kill some more innocent people. Let's do it. Yeah. Drunk with power. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just been sort of interesting, I think, to, to see that. The, the other thing that was, I mean, our sort of fun story, and that is I, with Jar Jar Binks, I, like, I had to do something. I had to figure out what I was going to do with Jar Jar Binks. And so I right. made him a character who, when he's talking to other people, is dumb like he is in the movies. But then he turns to the audience, and he's, he's very smart. Uh, and his whole goal is to unite the Gungans and the people of Naboo together and use the appearance I mean, by the, the end of the third movie, I kind of got that impression. Like, as a writer, I would have probably agreed with you yeah like, wh- i mean there's no depth to his character otherwise right right exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah and and so there was a comment you know in the word document that they sent back to me right there's a uh like the, this whole first speech of of jar jars is highlighted and there's a comment from one of the lucasfilm staff members saying story group is this okay and the story group at lucasfilm are the ones who manage the continuity of the entire star wars everything um and so they are the ones who get to make the decisions about every plot point when it comes to movies or books or anything um and uh and there was uh, like a reply to that comment from somebody in the story group saying we love it or something like that so it was like so interesting to like see that on the chopping block and like it Mm -hmm. saved you know yeah Yeah. yeah. how many people are commenting on your drafts i mean at lucasfilm probably just two or three it's not a ton of people right right and they're still working in word uh well yeah which is partially be- i mean that's probably partially because i'm working in word but yeah i mean we yeah that's what that's what we do too but i've noticed like more self-publishers are doing google docs and that's kind of oh yeah which oh which i should say that's what uh back to mctrump that is what my co-author and i we, we wrote it in google docs because that was just easier than passing than worrying about different versions. Yeah. Were you ever writing at the same time? Yeah. We we, we yeah. 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 And they start chatting yeah. with each other, you know, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like so what are you what are you doing? <laughs> right, 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 yeah. Or like one of us is like making comments on what the other one's written and the other person's like chasing the comments down, you know, and yeah. It's like why'd yeah. you highlight that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's he going to say? What what's his comment going to be? Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we already talked a little bit about the Genesis for the first book, um, but how did you decide to make it a series or did the publisher decide for you when the first book was so successful? Basically that. Okay. Uh, so so the first book came out and uh, they knew from the start that it was successful. And so they called me sometime in that first week. Um, and I, I remember this call too. And at this point I hadn't an agent. Uh, I, I had sort of gotten one in the process running up to the publication of it. And so she called me and I was in Penn Station in New York. Uh, I don't know why I remember that, but this is the things that stick in your head. Um, and she said they want to do Empire and Return of the Jedi. Uh, and I was like, yeah, right. Okay, no yeah. brainer. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so they, they decided to. Do, and then the prequels were... Um, were never well. They they were not a slam dunk, and for a long time we talked about it, and we were like, no, we're not going to do the prequels. People people aren't going to want the prequels, yeah. But then at my book events, people kept coming up asking if I would, especially kids, because for them the prequels were you know what they liked more, um, and so uh, they kept asking if I would do it, and so I passed that on to my publisher, and I think my publisher was like, well, we've got three books that were all 
really successful uh, on our hands. So maybe we should go ahead. So we so we did all three of them in 2015. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Wow. That's yeah. a lot. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Can I, I also say that Jar Jar Binks' character is probably the Star Wars character I know the best just because I remember people complaining about it constantly. Right. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, so I feel like I, I like looked up Jar Jar Binks a lot because I was like, oh, well, must be something noteworthy if everyone hates him so much. Right. So right. that was a fun to, discovery for me. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. just glad to hear that you like gave him a little bit more dignity after the that article that came out by the actor who played Jar Jar oh, Binks. Oh, I know. Poor guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was he like devastated? Everyone he hated almost, him? He almost killed himself oh my god yeah. really yeah, he was so, people were so upset uh, about the character yeah, yeah yeah that's awful like i said the star wars fans are rough yes i mean this is <laughs> yes. the this is the hard thing right and and the you know i just think it's really disappointing right like so much of the re- reaction to the last jedi and so much of the uproar about it and mm-hmm. people being so angry and I, I mean that's the point at which i want to step back and be like guys i love this too but yeah these are just movies these are movies. This is not. Right. This, this is, is in not real life. Way of life. Yeah. You know? Just have yeah. a good time. Yeah. 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 Right. Can right. We just have a good time together. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a little worried about like political backlash on your uh, new book? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it will be what it will be. But I've already gotten my first piece of uh, crazy. Oh, email, you know, nice. All right, uh, which, that's when I, you know you've made it. Yeah, yeah, I googled the guy's name and he's he trolls all all, all over the internet. It's it his appears. Job. Yeah, yeah, looks okay. like, like it. it's yeah. his job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. His job that he does from his parents' basement. Yes, uh, yes. So yeah, I'm sure there will be more. I, I think mm-hmm. the thing I, I mean, the thing I'm I'm not really worried about it, but if I'm the thing I'm most worried about, which is not that high, but is like people showing up at book events and like. Yeah. yelling at me right mm-hmm. i don't think yeah. that's gonna happen yeah, uh, yeah. i don't think we're gonna anger people that much you know mm-hmm. but i mean it won't be as bad as like the nonfiction books that like uh yeah or, uh politics, politics and, and prose, prose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 when a bunch well, of and that was great publicity for it was great publicity anyway, for the so book so maybe you happen. do want people to <laughs> right right you know yeah, maybe. you never know yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so but I think it's yeah, I think you'll be all right. It's a fun book. I mean, it's not like it's yeah, like a serious work of nonfiction, you know. Right. Should we Yes. Should we do it now? Oh sure, let's do it. Let's yeah, do yeah, it yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um mm. So we went through and um my algorithm for YouTube is going to be destroyed by this, <laughs> but we watched some Ivanka speeches and oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I used to have a lot of good Beyonce videos, but now it's gonna all be like yeah. Fox News. Yep. <laughs> It'll uh, be worth it. So who it. wants to what parts here? Well, no, I'm just gonna I'm from Southern California, so I'm gonna be Ivanka <laughs> because she's got that like Great. A little terrible drawl. <laughs> no, yes. it's a drawl. Yeah, it is. That's true. We don't have an accent. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. Um. I. I what did we decide? We I'll practiced. be. You wanted to be Donison. Donison. Yeah. That's yeah. Because okay. I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Erickson. Oh, good. So, okay. Yeah. Is Can it because he's so unattractive? I cannot. You feel bad for him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, actually, because he is the dumbest character in this play, uh, and so I think he's funny. accurate. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you tell mm-hmm. us like what's going on? Oh yeah. So so we are. Um, so we're going to read a scene from McTrump here, uh, which is a scene between Des Devonka and her two brothers, Donison and Erickson. <laughs> um, and basically, I, the, the, all of the scenes with the two brothers, they are s- sort of these two 
idiots who are um, young lovers who, well, they're desperate. In this version, I mean, this sort of With gets each into. Other? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, this gets into the part of, you know, this being fiction, right? In this version, they're not married. Uh, they are just single guys who are desperate for love and they're just, you know, total nit- complete, yeah. complete nitwits. Um, but this is a scene where Des Devonka, who is, Des Devonka actually is sort of more like Lady Macbeth in, in character um, than Lady McTrump is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is coming in and sort of berating them for uh, not supporting their father enough. Uh, and so they get a, the idea in their head that they will venture south, south to help build his wall for, <laughs> for him. Um, where I don't think this uh, scene goes, uh, but I will reveal, is that the place south that they go is actually Virginia. Uh, that's, that's as far south as they make it. Yeah. So they start a new civil war, basically. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Is there anywhere I should cut? Because there's some soliloquies. Well, we could skip one or two, one of the two Desdevanka speeches if you want to. All right, um, I might do it on the fly if I get bored. Okay. I mean, not bored by you, but Sounds like bored great. by the sound of my own voice. <laughs> if this were Lady McTrump, Curran yeah. would be reading it, by the way, because yeah. she does a much better like oh, Russian European and Eastern European accent. <laughs> All right, take it away. All right. The best of plans cannot overcome mistakes. And in the latest instant, they were made. My machination sly shall ne'er succeed when errors do surround me constantly. McMuller stripping me of liberty did have the gall to spy upon me whilst I spake about the meeting with the Prussians that once my brothers took in Tower McTrump. He presseth even further on we siblings, investigating now the Moskva Tower. Moskva Tower? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) We hoped to build before our father was the leader of the new world. Out a punt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ruined the meter. <laughs> McMuller is a thorn in each our sides that I would gladly pull out with my teeth. Alack, the man is well protected, ringed with powerful friends, attentive to the public, and expert at his Inquisition game. I may not do to him as I might wish, but... Peradventure, I can close the breach within our citadel ere tis too late. And speaking of mistakes, here come my brothers. They'll have a piece of Desdevanka's mind. Enter Donison and Erickson. The word was Laurel. Nay, twas truly Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> my brothers, come and talk with me a while. Are we in trouble? Erickson, poor fool. Sweet Desdevanka is our loving sister. She's not our mother come to scold us. Ha! Are we in trouble? What a childish thought. Is not that funny, sister? I shall take as many laughs therefrom as thou mayst take upon a knife's point. Choke a daw withal. I choked a what? Oh, you two jackanapes. You are too careless by a Hector's breath. The messages you're sending through McTweet are being intercepted by our foes. How do you think McMuller came to know about the meeting with the Prussians when we made our stand against Hilaria? <laughs> Hilaria. (laughs) (laughs) Hilaria? (laughs) You man boys need to learn to use your heads. It is the lump three feet above your arses. (laughs) You shall bring father infamous disgrace. Dishonor on the family entire. If you shall never think, ere do you do act. 
Oh, sister, have we wronged our father so? Apologies aplenty, does Devonka. Apologies, bye! Your apologies are empty words. Come forth from empty heads. Tis not words of repentance I desire. You must begin to take bold action to redress the wrongs you have of late committed, thus to reside within our Father's grace. What shall we do, pray tell? For one, cease all communication through the tool McTweet, <laughs> who is a vulture and stool pigeon both, an albatross tied tightly round your necks. In following the latest hashtag trends? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. <laughs> Thou'lt soon see hashtag fratricide begin to trend if thou canst not do what I say. I shall. Be sure you do. I know how we may help. Our father is near purple in the face each time he talketh of his border wall. Mayhap young Erison and Erickson and I can help. We'll travel south and build the wall ourselves. Aside, an imbeciles I an imbeciles idea. <laughs> Yet if it shall get these astounding fools out of the way, I swear it is inspired by heaven above. To Donison. A notion excellent in the extreme. How soon, wise brother, can you two depart? The sooner gone, the sooner done. Forsooth. Come, brother, let us southward turn our faces. Where we shall build our father's wall with pride. A thump, a thump. A thump. thump. Here, Here come, come McTrumps. Go then, and with ye both a sister's fondest hopes. There we go. Uh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how often do you just look for a place to use for sooth? Yeah, really. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah, when or Phi, the- for that right. matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun things. Yeah. 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 I used to have a t-shirt when I was in high school that was like, I, I think I got it at the Ashland Shakespeare Fest, mm-hmm. um, and it was um, Shakespearean insult, and it had every Shakespearean <laughs> insult nice. on it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have time for any more questions? Sure. Okay. I feel like I have one. My, my most, well, the question I'm most curious about is what's been your most memorable book signing experience? Since I assume you have like rabbit Star Wars fans coming <laughs> to these. So, you know, it's not, I mean, there, I mean, certainly there have been people who like approach and, um, want to tell me their Star Wars theories or want me to read their Star Wars fan fiction or, or things like that. The, when I read that question though, I mean, what, what I feel like is more interesting in terms of memorable experiences is like, um, the time at Star Wars celebration in Anaheim when they were interviewing in, uh, in, Ian McDiarmid, who played the Emperor, um, and they oh asked him. They asked him what his favorite Star Wars merchandise was, uh, and he said, "Well, I know it's rather uh, stereotypical, but I rather like those Shakespeare Star Wars books." Oh my God! And they must have known that he was going to say this because then yeah. they pulled out uh, oh, okay. the Jedi Death Return, and they said, "They." Yeah, and they said, "Well, they said, will you read the, this emperor speech from the emperor?" So he gets up and he puts on his emperor Palpatine voice, and and they they like change the sound in the room to make it echo and reverberate and stuff like that. And there he is, like reading from my book, uh, you wow. know, in front of thousands of screaming mm-hmm. Star Wars fans. Oh, that's and so like, cool. Like, yeah. that's better than anything that's happened at a signing. Yeah, right? I mean, sure. Like, yep. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So that was really 
pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a great answer. I beat that. Yeah, I, really. I don't know. Yeah. I think you just die. I think yeah, just, pretty much. Yeah. Have I peaked? Right, right. <laughs> I think the mistake was not dying right when that yeah. happens. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now you're just living for other people. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Each day I wake up and say, today is not going to be as good as the Ian McDermott day. <laughs> Better just make it great for my kids. Right. That's right. That's right. Um, I do have a question because I was sitting on Max yesterday and I was reading your book and a person sat down next to me and they were kind of looking over my shoulder and they were like, that's really great artwork. He's like, actually, I was an illustrator for Marvel and like oh. Dark Horse and all this stuff. And cool. I, I'm curious about the illustrator. And so I told him that I would ask you if you know anything about the illustrator, if you guys ever met, like, what's the deal? So the illustrator for the Star Wars books is a man named Nicolas Delort. He is Canadian, but he lives in France now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how they found him. Um, Quirk, Quirk found him. And uh, he's amazing. I mean, his, his cover artwork is sort of what just sells the book when you see it on the, on the shelf, right? Um, and so he's created these stunning cover artworks uh and then also he does all the interior illustrations as well mm -hmm. um and he's been fabulous and i did meet him once uh, mm -hmm. on a family trip to paris five years ago oh, cool. uh, so that was fun uh and um and then for the newer books much ado about mean girls and uh get thee back to the future uh mm -hmm. those were done by different illustrators mm -hmm. um but nicholas will be back to do uh, episode nine for the star wars book so oh good yeah, yeah. he's the showrunner everybody yeah <laughs> that's not what that means i found out recently oh it's not no. i don't know that either i guess it's the person who runs the show is what showrunner oh. means. i just thought it was the person who was part of it the whole time yeah <laughs> anyway uh there you go matt <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to our newsletter. Oh, no. I mean, yeah. Yes, please. Everyone subscribe <laughs> Everyone to our newsletter. <laughs> We're starting to do stuff on our newsletter where we, uh, if you have a exciting publisher, uh, yeah. if you switch jobs, yeah. if you get a new job, if right. you're starting a business, if you're letting a book out. Yep. If, uh, anything. Anything, anything cool. exciting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not like I ate a sandwich today. Right. Like, right. This is an Instagram. Yeah. 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 Then right. we'll put you in the newsletter. Yeah. Because we're trying to build a community yes. of authors and publishing people. Mm -hmm. And celebrate our victories. Celebrate our yeah. victories. Yes. Nice. Yeah. And appreciate one another yeah. for what we're all able to do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 Thank you. We think so too. <laughs> do you um, do you want to give more details on where people can pick up McTrump? It should be widely available. Mm -hmm. um, so at your local bookstore, um, Powell's.com, mm -hmm. Amazon.com, mm -hmm. um, and you can find me on the internet, Ian-Desher.com. How do you spell you, that? Yeah, D O E S C H E R. Mm -hmm. There's that hidden O in there, mm -hmm. and that hidden C, and that hidden. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, <laughs> One uh, of them German names. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm around. Yep. All right. Well, cool. thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Mm -hmm. That was really yeah. fun. Thank it was you. super fun. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank yes. you for letting us uh, read from your from your work. <laughs> yeah, it was that great. Was it was was... the first reading I've done of Big Trump, right? Here oh, on this so, exciting! There we go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, have you have you had to read your work aloud before? In uh... sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, like book events, and also I've done uh, at a Comic Con once. We did a 
the the people who did the audiobooks of of uh, the one of the Star Wars books, we yeah. read some scenes together, oh, in, okay. you know, in front of a crowd, and so that was fun. Do they do all the one the Star Wars books that you do, or uh, they've done four of the six that no, sorry, four of the. How many have I done? Four of the eight There's that I've done so nine. far. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four of the eight that I've done so far have been turned into audiobooks. They did not do any of the prequels and they didn't do The Last Jedi. Um, so I don't, and that's not, that's a decision that's made beyond me. Yeah, um, sure. So, uh, so we'll see. I don't know if they'll do one for nine or not. Yeah. But, but they get together this amazing cast of people who, they're the people who narrate all of the Star Wars audiobooks. And okay. so they know how to do all the voices and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. So they have to like, com- <laughs> that's probably a step up for them. Well, you know what? Like if you're an audiobook reader, I imagine you were probably a Shakespeare theater nerd when you were a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Like probably. I feel like one would hope. Yeah. <laughs> Please email us <laughs> and let us know if you were also a Shakespeare mm-hmm. nerd. No. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, check out uh, McTrump in Desher. Mm-hmm. Um, it was out yesterday, so yep. go to your bookstore today and find it. Yeah. It'll be there. It sure will. <laughs> and then write, yeah, write Ian some reviews, too, because yes. those help a lot. Write yes. reviews yes. on Amazon, write them on Goodreads, write them wherever you want, but write reviews because they really help sell books. Do it. Yeah, and yeah. give them a five star. Yes, because, do that, too. Because, <laughs> because why not? Because why not? Yeah, yeah, this book's amazing. He's amazing. Come on. <laughs> like, if you like it at all, just give it five stars. Yeah. <laughs> You'll feel good about yourself. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you can find us um, at hybridpubscout.com. Uh, and yep. then you can find us on Twitter at hybridpubscout, on Instagram at hybridpubscoutpod, uh-huh. uh, Facebook, hybridpubscout. Yep. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at corinne at hybridpubscout.com. Mm-hmm. Or Emily at hybridpubscat. All true. Do we have any other places? No. Give us a five-star uh, Apple yeah, iTunes or yes. wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. And um, if you leave us a review, Corinne will find an accent to read it in because we have established that the only accent I can do is the non-accent of being from California, <laughs> who everyone hates. Aww. But I don't give a shit that's right that's right i love my haters (laughs) all right you got anything else to say corinne i sure don't you ian nope i'm good all right thanks for giving a rip about books